Oh my god, really? We're starting this off with fruit flies already. My god. The war on fruit fly aggression is back. Dude, I had a I had like a six kill streak yesterday. <laughs> I got six of them in a row before I finally missed. One more, it's an attack helicopter, and that would have been nice. No, but I actually had hardline set, so I only needed six kills to get the attack helicopter. Oh, okay. That's pretty nice. You know what you should do, Brian? And I think this is a good idea based on what we're gonna talk about today. You should Sit down with these fruit flies, debate with them a little bit, Brian. Talk to them debate. about what you can do to keep them away. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that makes sense. I don't think there's going to be any convincing them. I think it's just going <laughs> to turn into a huge argument and blow up. And to be honest, Vinny, that's probably what's going to happen with us here today. We've got some debate <laughs> topics. The first one that I'm going to end up bringing up is something I am very passionate about that I cannot imagine you're going to agree with me on, but maybe you will. Who knows? We'll see what the audience thinks. Brian, hit me with it. I want to I get that one out of the way. Let's start with some fire. All right. Yep. So I think you know exactly what I'm going to say here, Vinny. And that is the fact, the fact that hyenas were framed by the Lion King. And now let mm. me lay let me lay this out. So yeah. hyenas, summer of 2017, I was in South Africa. I witnessed hyenas live in action. I saw several, I would even go as far as saying many hyenas during this trip. Mm -hmm. And you know what they did, Vinny? What did they do? They were just like dogs. They're absolutely adorable. They just sit down, they lick themselves, they play. They're, they're not even like mean creatures. Like they only hunt if they need to. Other than that, they're pretty much just scavengers. Speaking of hunting, uh, that fruit fly got away. God damn it. Did these hyenas laugh and bully like child lions? No, not a single hyena bullied a child lion. And there were lions in Africa and the mm -hmm. hyenas, they stayed away from them. They didn't even laugh the way they do in that movie. Really? Not at all. And so hyenas get a very bad rep because of that movie. And it is not justified. I feel free to even try to shoot down my logic there. I don't think I can, man, because based on what you're saying, it sounds like hyenas are pets that we should have. You know, it sounds like there's something that we should domesticate. Yeah. Everyone look up a hyena right now. And look up a baby hyena. They're adorable. Oh, baby hyena is even better. That Yeah, when we were in South Africa, there was a den of baby hyenas that the oh. guy took us to. And man, it was adorable. They're so cute. They just like bite random leaves and stuff and fall over because <laughs> they have no idea how to be a hyena yet. But man, they are great. And Vinny, as somebody who's never even seen The Lion King, some people may argue right. with me that that may be a point against my argument here. But no, I don't think it is. I haven't even seen the movie. And even I know that hyenas get a terrible rep for no good reason. Zero good reasons. All the reasons that hyenas get a bad rep, zero of them are good reasons. We can blame Disney for this. And Brian, I will tell you this as someone who has seen the movie for the first time freshman year of college, Brian. Wow. I did not watch this growing up. And I watched it as a developed adult. So I had the brain power to process really everything that was going on. Yeah. And deep down... I really think it was the Lions that did it at the end of the day. That's what I'm thinking. We're going to fact check the movie real yeah. quick. Lions, the only animals that lions really eat besides prey are each other. Lions like don't get hunted by anything but each other. Hyenas yeah. don't kill lions. So you can argue that one of the lions set up the hyenas. Yeah. yeah. And Vinny, the thing is, too, it's so easy to just show like in a movie, they pick and choose what they show. 100%. But they're not showing all the instances where the hyenas were just being harassed by these lions. And again, yeah. I don't really know what exactly happened in the movie, but my guess is the hyenas were probably just sticking up for themselves. And then the producers just wanted to show drama and they decided to turn hyenas into the bad guys. And yep. if I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure the hyenas actually tried to sue Disney. And okay. 
Uh, yeah, the hyenas actually reached out to me to possibly represent them, basically because of all these absolute bulletproof points that I'm making right now. I understand. And I tried, but then Disney was like, hey, you're going to win this case, so we'll just pay you off $5 million to just not even represent the hyenas. And I probably shouldn't yeah. be exposing that fact, but I feel like I'm just exposing Disney more than anything. So yeah. I did take the five mil. I did. And I promised to keep my mouth shut, but no longer. They said I had to keep my mouth shut for 10 years and 10 years is up as of yesterday. So I'm officially back on the train of supporting hyenas. Justice for hyenas. Did the hyenas get a payout from this? I hope they got a payout. Uh, I gave them some dog treats and they were pretty cool with it. Okay. Yeah. I guess they don't really need money in their world, but. That yeah. makes sense. They ran up to me. They were they were yapping about something, and I just told them to sit, and then handed them a bone, and they were very thrilled. <laughs> with it. So, yeah, that was it. Go for the hyenas. Yeah, yep. I'm glad we cleared that up. You know, they've gotten a bad rap for over 20 years now, Brian, and now we finally took care of that. Yes. Oh, sorry. I got to go to Morgan's Pier tonight. Ugh. Why is that like a? Oh, it's right across the street. You know. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong, Vinny. Lord <laughs> here, easily one of my top five favorite places on this planet. On the planet? <laughs> but Pikmin 4 came out today, and my God, I am dying to play it. I don't want to go drink and socialize. I want to sit in my room, and I want to play Pikmin 4. Bring your Switch. Bring it to Morgan's Pier and play Pikmin there. That's the final answer. Now, Vinny, that is an idea that I'm not going to debate you on. That is a fucking phenomenal idea. <laughs> I'm just going to be standing at the bar playing on my Switch. Anytime someone tries to talk to me, I'm just going to be like, hey, hey, no, no, shut the hell up. Leave me alone. I'm trying to kill a spotted bulbor right now. That actually, that reminds me. So when Pikmin 3 came out, it was only for the Wii U. And I can probably count on one hand the amount of humans on this planet that actually bought the Wii U. And I was not one of them. So eventually they finally remade Pikmin 3 for the Switch. And so that came out. It was our senior year of college. And I remember my girlfriend texted me to come over and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Pikmin 3 just came out and I am playing it no matter what. I said, if you would like to walk over to my room and watch me play Pikmin 3, then sure, that, that can happen. And you know what? That is actually exactly what happened that night. And it was an absolute blast. So that's what should have happened. I'm glad it did. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing quite hits the spot, like ignoring your girlfriend while you play video games. Just a, just a key into the guy's mind over here. That's exactly what we all think. <laughs> that's yeah. Women are thinking like, oh, he's probably out cheating on me. He's probably thinking of other girls. No, mm -hmm. I'm staying in. I'm playing Pikmin. And that is the only thing I'm in Yep. That is exactly <laughs> Anyway, were we in the middle of a debate or? or no, uh, man, we were transitioning our debates. We were transitioning. Okay. Yeah. So that's perfect. So, Vinny, why don't you go ahead and, and throw a, a second topic out here? Brian, this is going to be about nature. Nature. Mm -hmm. Okay. This, this existed before us. And I don't understand how it did because we still don't understand what it really is. So, the ocean, you would agree, is massive, right? I, I don't know if I would go as far as saying massive. I would say, like, maybe extra large. Okay. Like, two XLs? I would say it's two XLs. Oh, he's fighting. He's fighting life. Fighting life. How did that fucking fruit fly get over? All right. Uh, I would. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll go with 2XL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is a floor to the ocean. There's a bottom part, and then there's a ceiling yeah. part. That's the top of the ocean, right? If you're in it, there's a ceiling. But yeah. where are the walls, man? Where are the ocean walls? Are there walls to the ocean? I mean, rumor has it. I don't know if this is true, but towards the bottom of the ocean, the depths, like the parts of it that we can't even reach and explore... Scientists apparently have reason to believe 
that the fish civilization down there is more developed than our civilization. Wow. So what I'm thinking is they've got all the like technology in, in the in the world down there. So they probably have like structures like apartment buildings down there. They probably have houses. They probably have their own Morgan's Pier down there. They probably got all kinds of things. So my guess is the walls are just down in the depths that with our troglodyte minds, we don't have the technology yet to actually reach and explore. Right. We just haven't seen the walls yet, I mean, does exactly. it, but they are there. Okay. I understand it. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm just thinking now the walls would be below the floor then. I guess it's a weird looking house. Like I've never seen any kind of enclosure where the where the walls are below the floor. Really? Yeah. Oh, you've got to try it. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what do we talk about with your siblings about the floor? And we all look down. I forget what that was. Oh, oh, I don't remember, but that was funny. Someone brought <laughs> up the, the floor and all four of us at the same time on camera looked down at her floor. Yeah, I'm thinking um, of that, but I wonder if there's any walls below that, you know, like now I'm looking at my floor. Are there any walls down there? Well, Vinny, do you have a shovel? I currently do not. I have a spade, oh. but that's like, you know, in a deck of cards. Yeah, no, that's that. I mean... Depending how strong the cards are, that might work. Okay. But if you just pop by like Best Buy or something and grab like a like a six or seven dollar shovel, you can okay. start digging and just find out if there are walls beneath the floor of your house. Right. You could do that. I mean, I have dug dug at the beach with those beach shovels, and I haven't seen oh, any yeah, walls yeah. underneath the sand. Not yet. Well, how far did you dig? I want to say at least seven, maybe eight. Oh, so it wasn't deeper than any human has explored before. I don't think so. I think they definitely have oh. explored at least eight, but yeah, I don't know no. if they've gotten to nine. That's why. That's why. No, okay. I, I think it's, I think we have actually hit nine. It's 10 that we haven't oh, hit. Okay. Um, But uh, yeah, again, that's apparently where, where the walls are. Okay. So I'm not surprised that you weren't able to reach it, but if you do have any of those like beach shovels, that'll actually work great. The yeah. plastic okay. ones, just stick it into the floor and just start digging up your concrete and you'll be, you'll be good to go. I think I'm going to start doing this. This is good. You know, every now and then I'll go outside just to dig and see if there's yeah. any walls underneath. I'm glad we put this to bed. Thank you, man. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah. Here I was thinking these were going to be some heated debates going here, but not like I'm I'm happy to help you out, man. <laughs> that felt good. Appreciative of that. We might get, we might get heated. Don't get too ahead of yourself. There That's still might be some things that we talk about. Like, I don't know. What do you got next for me? I'm going to throw one out here where there is a correct answer. I shouldn't say there is a correct answer, but I should say... There is an answer that suggests that a human being is mentally stable and sane. And there is an answer that suggests that maybe they might want to get checked out. And so the, the right. question is, and I hope you're going to agree with me, and we're not going to debate on this one. Cereal first, then milk, or milk, then cereal? Oh, cereal, then milk. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> ah, <phew. laughs> All right. That was fast. I had an answer quick off the top of my head, too, because I didn't want to think about it. If I thought about it, it'd be suspicious. Yeah, you know? good. Good. But you know what, Vinny? The point of this podcast can't all just be agreeing with each other. So fuck it. I'm going to take the other side. Even though I don't agree with what I'm about to say at all, I think you should put the milk in first. Please explain. Yeah. Let me think of some bogus reasoning here. So, you know, Vinny, here, let's, let's, let's lay this out. So if you have exactly, let's say, let's say it's a cup of liquid and you drop a solid object into that cup of liquid. It is good. The, the liquid line is then going to be above one cup. Are you familiar with that scientific, whatever it's called? Method, yes. Scientific <laughs> method, yeah. That's that's the scientific method, yeah. That's, that is exactly it. So let's say, Vinny, you were 
doing some like some meal prepping and you're taking everything down to the goddamn ounce very specifically and you want exactly one cup of milk in your cereal i am as i'm saying this i'm realizing why the fuck when you just it doesn't matter because you could just measure out you know what if you have a bowl that has measurements on it and you fill that bowl with exactly one cup of milk then you know you have exactly one cup of milk and then you put the cereal in and then you don't need to dirty a liquid measuring cup Ooh, yeah yeah i like that you're saving a glass that way and you're measuring the exact amount of milk you want and i like it but brian would you not argue that it's wasting a lot of time? Like I could have finished my bowl by now and you're <laughs> measuring milk. You, you could have finished your bowl of cereal by the time it took me to come up with an explanation to justify putting in the milk before the cereal. I suppose that's true. But Vinny, we're going for effectiveness here. We're not going for right. efficiency. This is a, a slow and steady wins the race type approach to eating what should be or doing what should be a very simple task you know Mm -hmm. it's like brian it's like putting water on your toothbrush before the toothpaste (laughs) and just that's another one see like what do we do first it's the cereal milk situation i would say that the cereal here's my analogy for this the cereal will be the brush and the milk the cereal goes on first does eating cereal also clean your teeth? Because if so, why am I wasting my time brushing my teeth when I could just eat like frosted mini wheats? If you eat your cereal with a toothbrush, I can't see why it wouldn't work. Oh, here's the thing, Vinny. We're talking. We're going for effectiveness and efficiency here. Why are people wasting their time eating cereal and then brushing their teeth after breakfast? Just put the cereal on a toothbrush, kill two birds with one stone, and boom, you're out the door. You're good to go, and you're having a great day. Ate the food, brushed the teeth, gone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That is genius. I can't believe no scientist has come up with that before. Yep. We need to be hired by somebody for something. We got to be paid for these ideas. We should be paid for these ideas. Brian, you're a family yeah. with someone who gets paid for their <laughs> ideas. <laughs> this is true. My granddad loves to say that he he has my grandma pay him when he has good ideas. But the contrary here is he goes into debt when he has bad ideas. And according to my grandma, that he is just absolutely swimming in debt right now. What's the cost of a good idea? The cost of a good idea is the debt of having bad ideas, you know? I think the cost of a good idea is actually one J-bond. <laughs> and what it let me let me explain what a J-bond here is, Vinny. So you already know this, but to our viewers, if any of our viewers are not aware of I-bonds, they are bonds that actually I haven't checked recently, but at least when I bought them, they had like a 9.5% interest rate. So Very good interest rate. And so what a J bond is, J stands for John. That's my grandfather's name. And he says that you you buy a J bond and they pay out twice the interest of I bonds. And I bonds, you can't redeem them for, I think it's maybe like three years at all. And then like five years without penalty or something like that. J bonds, you can redeem at any fucking fruit flies. Attacking you doing a story. That's it, so fucked up. That fruit fly literally just flew into my eyeball. They they don't care That's for this story. Terrible. This is what I mean when I say it's the war fruit fly aggression. Aggression. No debating. Um, I'm sorry. I even said that before. No, that's all right. That's all right. But anyway, so a J bond pays out twice the interest of an I bond and Ooh. is redeemable. You can request to redeem it whenever you want. Pretty good deal, right, Vinny? That's an amazing deal. 
So the one thing that that does not oh. get disclosed is that you can request to have your bond redeemed and paid out whenever you want, but it will be paid out at the convenience of my granddad. So just whenever okay. he feels like paying it out, that's the one caveat here. But personally, I have, I think it's like pretty much every paycheck I get, I put 90% of it into J bonds. I understand that. And I work in investments too. So everyone should probably be taking my advice here. Go buy some J bonds. Two times. Wow, that's a great return. Yeah. Shout out to J bonds. Good for John. I completely agree. Oh, and the best the best part too is these bonds have a picture of my granddad's face on the middle of the bond. Does that raise the value of the bond over time or? I think so. Okay. Like if I were to sell it to the US government instead, would that work? I think the US government is honestly like afraid of J bonds because like mm. my granddad is basically running the government out of business because no one wants like municipal bonds or like um, normal investment grade bonds. All, yeah. People only want J bonds these days. So no one is loaning money to the government buying bonds. Everyone's buying J bonds. So the government is actually pretty close to remember when we almost defaulted on our debt, Vinny. That's why. Yeah. It's because J bonds wow. are running the government out of business. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's unreal. Yeah. Wow. John's yeah. having a great career, though. Good yeah. Him. I mean, you, you can't fault him for just having a good business model and just seeing a field out there. There was only one one government issuing bonds out there. And my granddad was like, well, this is a wide open market for some competition and, and boom, he's crushing it. So yeah. back on topic, Vinny, what do you do first? Is it toothpaste first or water first? I would even say that I put my toothpaste on the brush and then just water it like both at the same time. Simultaneously. Mm -hmm, at the same time, right? it blows people's minds, right? Because people could either wet their toothbrush, then put the toothpaste on, then water again. That's a lot of water being used right there. That's harmful yeah. for the environment. I'm only using water once. Yeah. On both. Yeah. It just, it just works. If you make a mistake, if like if the water accidentally touches your brush like a millisecond before the toothpaste does, do you have to just like restart, try again? I throw the toothbrush right out. I throw the toothpaste <laughs> tube out. I, I get a new one. Yeah, start all over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How many tries on average does it take you to get them to be simultaneous? In a week, I've only messed up, I want to say, three times out of seven. Oh, not bad. That's that's not terrible, right? Three for seven. It's a little below 50%, but... No, that's pretty good. I mean, Vinny, you bat 300, you're in the Hall of Fame in the MLB. So I would assume with putting toothpaste and water on a toothbrush simultaneously... It's got to be the same. So those are Hall of Fame numbers you're putting up. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do also, I wet my brush a little bit, then I put the toothpaste mm -hmm. on, and then I wet it again. I used to just wet it and then put the toothpaste on, but now I like to give it one more just just quick little little rinse off. Okay, now let me just let me just think this out here, because I the amount of water that I use is probably yours as well but you split it you split it into two different times like yeah. if i had an hour break i would just take it at once and you would take two 30 minute breaks that's exactly what you're doing pretty much yeah i actually i take that liquid measuring cup i measure out exactly two teaspoons one teaspoon goes on before the toothpaste then the toothpaste goes on and then the other teaspoon goes on the brush that, that makes sense okay Vinny, this is this is something that just popped into my mind. Might might make for a good debate. Are you familiar with electricity? Um, what kind? Um, the one that can hurt you. Yes, I'm familiar. I've been shocked several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, like, you touch a piece of metal or something, and it shocks you. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. So, my inspiration for this idea is that um, I just got shocked 
pretty badly. Uh, maybe like half an hour ago, my finger actually damn near bursted into flames. No, no. But so if you are expecting to get shocked and then you do get shocked, is it still shocking? Yes. It is. I think so. Yes, because I still feel like it would be shocking even when you're expecting something. And I'm going to explain this as if uh, you put a piece of toast in a toaster. Oh, okay. Because you understand what knob you set the heat to. Like, you completely are in control of how hot that thing can get. Yeah. And you kind of understand when it's going to pop. Like, you see the inside getting more orange. <laughs> and once it hits a certain point, you, you get yourself ready for it to pop. But when that thing goes off, you have no idea when. Yeah. It, like, you're still going to feel shocked. So I, I would still say that, yeah, you're going to be shocked. Yeah, that's actually such a good point. All right, but now, so now I need to debate you, so I need to refute that. All right, so I'm going to say it is not shocking because, Vinny, here's here's why it's actually not shocking. You ready? Mm. If I am expecting to be shocked and then get shocked, I'm just going to make sure that my entire body is made out of rubber, which conducts the the shit out of electricity, and therefore, I'm just going to absorb that shock and not even feel it, not be startled, not anything. And therefore, it's not shocking at all. And if anyone else is expecting to get shocked and then does get shocked, it's their own goddamn fault if they didn't turn their body into rubber first. Like, we learned that in, what, preschool? It was a long time ago. Yeah. But what if you turn your body into rubber and the rubber doesn't know it's going to be shocked? It's not expecting it. Would it be shocked? But then why did I turn my body into If I just, like, turn my body into rubber for fun, you mean? Yeah. Like to bounce oh, that, around. That, that's shocking. That is 100% yeah. shocking. So if you purposely, okay, I see what you're saying. If you do it yeah. on intentionally, it's not shocking. If, you, yeah. if you're just like, I want to bounce around right now. I want to be rubber. Yep. Okay, I get it. Oh, got it. Yeah. It's a good refute. I got to say, it's a really good rebuttal. Thank you. Yeah, I got to say, I'm on point with these arguments today. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go join like a recreational debate team or something and bring these topics up and just crush mm-hmm. it. You'd be the captain. Yeah. I'll be a partner. And then we could get one of our guests or you know friends to be a judge that's what i'm thinking we also we've talked about harvard studies all the time oh yeah in this podcast so that's all we got to do is just just cite harvard with everything we say whether it's something they actually researched or not all we all we have to say is that well harvard researched this so what are you gonna do argue with us they probably have researched it you know and i'm like to think that they're backing us up specifically even though i know that I have no clue if they are, but I think they are, you know, like, I'd like to think that they are. We're like mid debate and we're like, yeah, Harvard said this. And they're like, oh yeah, you want to cite your source? And then the president of Harvard just like bursts down the doors and is like, he's right. And we're like, yeah, see, our source is the goddamn president of Harvard. What did you bring? A sheet of paper? I'm waiting for him to come in. He's not coming in. Oh, the president of Harvard? (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) I was waiting for him to come in and say, you're right. Oh, (laughs) imagine. Brian, I'm going to throw one at you that I don't think you're going to... I don't know if you're going to have an answer for, man. Throw one at me. Well, hold yeah. on. All right. Let's see if I can catch it. First of all, it's going to be a knuckle sinker. God, that's like the one pitch I can't hit. Well, we'll see. Do you eat or drink soup? God damn it. That's a good question. So we're talking the whole soup. So we're talking the chicken. We're talking the noodles. We're talking the celery. And we're talking the broth. And the broth, yes. Everything in it. The bowl has to be have a full can of soup in it before and then after empty can. Empty bo- empty bowl. Eat it because you chew it. And I chew my broth. 
Do you do chew your broth? Absolutely. How many chews of broth before you swallow? How many chews? Mm. Uh, broth is chewy as hell. Probably like, uh, maybe like 20. It's oh, quite the jaw workout. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go the other way, man. I'm gonna have to yeah, say you drink this. I have to go with this one because I you, I could argue that you could eat you could eat the whole thing. You could also drink the entire can of soup. You don't have to chew at all. I would argue that food is soaked with broth. It would just slide down the gullet like a seagull and go right into this tummy. That would that's exactly how it would work. So you're able to eat broth without chewing it. On weekends, easily. Yes. During the week, I have a little bit more trouble because I'm working. It's a lot more stressful. I don't have as much time. You know, it, it, the weekends is nice. See, Vinny, but... what, what you didn't quite catch there is I said you're able to eat broth without chewing it. And you said yes. Yeah, but that is just broth, man. I'm talking about soup. I drink all of soup. Shit. That's a good point. I guess we're talking about soup as a whole here. We're not talking about the individual components of the broth. Damn it, I thought I won that one right there. Chewing broth is something that I do. I can't I can't say I don't. Yeah. It is a smart yeah. thing to do. Phenomenal jaw workout. Like if you ever can't get to the gym on a certain day, just have just eat some soup or drink it. Whatever you prefer. I feel like if you were built like a seagull, you could just drink it. Just, you know, cuz they don't chew. You know, Vinny, similar to soup before you eat it. This is getting a little heated. Thank goodness you got out of that alive. Oof, that was close. Yeah, I think um, not only did we have some nice, healthy debates, Vinny, but we showed everyone how to have, have a, a healthy debate. We showed everyone yep. how to win a debate. Just pull in the president of Harvard and you're good. Um, yep. So I think, once again, people must have learned a lot. And today is also Cambor's birthday. Oh, it is. Happy birthday, Cambor. Shout out to Cambor. He is one of Brian's roommates. He's going to be his roommate. And happy birthday to him. It's true. Happy I don't know if that'll be in the podcast, but I figured I'd explain him, you know? Sure. <laughs> we'll leave it in.